This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance, and I am joined today by Alana Selinger. Did I get the last name right on that? Yes, you nailed it. Well done. Like J.D. Selinger. Okay, little esoteric references. Great, are always great on a podcast to open. So let's continue forward. So um, we're going to be talking today about reading through a whole book of the Bible. So in the 1002 Bible reading plan, we have this sprint reading of the book of Job that we just completed in the month of January. So Alana and I are going to spend some time reflecting on kind of what God taught us, but also a little reflection on just how you do this. Because for a lot of us, reading through a whole book of the Bible in like really big chunks is something we don't do all the time. So I thought it'd be helpful to get some reflection from someone who has some wisdom and experience in it. And so, Elena, before we jump into this, some of the people listening to the podcast may not know you well. So who are you? Uh, where did you come from? What You actually are on staff with us here at Cornerstone right now. What do you do on staff? So let's kind of get a little bit of uh, who you are out there for everybody listening. Yeah, so I am on staff with Salt Company as one of the ministry leaders and... I originally hail from the great state of Texas, which is very important to know. Oh, um, but <laughs> the Texans coming out of the woodwork. You're going to make edit that part out because you don't want them to hear no, that. I'm, I'm fine with Texans. I just feel like it's not like it's another country. It's I, just a state. It's fine. We all remember the Alamo. Let's just move on. We all That's remember that. Like. Yeah. Don't forget the Alamo. Um, <laughs> Here so, you yeah. so I grew up in Texas, born and raised, um, but actually ventured to Oklahoma and went to the University of Oklahoma for undergrad and um, went there for four years, four and a half years, actually, and then stayed there and actually worked on staff for a couple years um, at the church that I had the chance to be a part of while I was in college before I ventured to Tuscaloosa, Alabama and joined staff there at a church um, to work with students that were going to the University of Alabama. And then just had a wild hair and thought, you know what state that I want to move to? I want to move to Iowa. And Many people have that thought, Alana. I everyone's end goal and life dream is to move to Iowa. So, yeah, found myself here at Hitchhikers one October, and then found myself on staff the next October. So, um, super fun, just getting the opportunity to continue to do college ministry and within the context of a church that's reaching college students. So it's, yeah, it's fun, and that's kind of where I've been. Right. So you also are, so I know you're almost done with your degree from Dallas. What are you, what degree are you working on right now at Dallas? Yeah. So I'm wrapping up my degree. Um, I'm getting my master's in Christian education and I'll have like a specialization in educational leadership for the fancy term. And I will be finished this August. Glory be to God. So <laughs> It has been a great journey, but every good journey must come to an end. And 
my end of my journey will be in August. So congratulations in advance. Yeah. Thank you. Baking you a cake or something to celebrate that. Okay. So Elena, we're going to jump to the topic of today, which is reading the book of Job. So the first question is I have for you, how did you do your sprint reading? So let's, we're going to have a conversation here. So you're going to talk some, I'm going to talk, it's a conversation. So how did you do it? How did you do the sprint reading? Yeah. So you're going to think that I'm being really snarky right now, but when you first told me that you were going to ask me that question, it was like, well, um, Mark, I sat down and I read it. So I sat down, carved out about an hour and a half because, you know, starting out strong with a 42 chapter sprint read for January, um, and just read it and didn't stop, kept going until I got to the end. And, um, there wasn't anything fancy else. It was just me and my Bible and my couch. You know, I, I respect that. You just sat down and you you just read, the, yeah. which is actually kind of, I think without getting into it, that's the purpose of a sprint reading, right? Is is It's designed to, one, get us through the chunks of the Bible that sometimes if you're reading it yearly Bible reading plan, you kind of just get stuck and die in like you're in the desert, but it's also designed to break us out of the normal pattern of reading. Uh, it's somehow like when I read, what I noticed, Atlanta is I read novels for fun, particularly spy novels. I love neat sort of spy novel. And so I read those and I notice I can hammer through a 250 page spy novel in like no time. But if you look at the number of pages I read out of my Bible on a daily basis, I'm like slowly crawling through a page at a time. Yeah. And so this was a few years ago, I realized I want to try reading my Bible the way I read a novel. Right. You know, and that was an incredible new experience for me because I think what I was doing is I was so set in my ways. I was so used to studying the 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 trees that sometimes I lost the forest. I kind of lost the big picture. And so reading the Bible fast became kind of a habit for me in my life. It was really helpful. Yeah. Well, and I think even you bring up a good point about the trees versus the forest, because I mean, even if you don't like reading spy novels like you, um, if you maybe prefer TV shows, you don't just sit down and like watch 10 minutes of an episode at a time. That would just be really confusing. And half the time you would probably be in, like you would just cut off in the middle of a conversation that someone's having and, and then just pick up the next day and go back to the middle of the conversation and kind of forget what was happening, but kind of remember. And, and I I just, I don't, I would never recommend to anybody watching an episode a 40 minute episode over a four day period, 10 minutes at a time, because it just would be way easier to sit down and say, I'm going to give this the 40 minutes that it's deserved and watch the whole thing to get the big picture of what's going on. And maybe rewind after to go back to some of the key parts, but in order to kind of get the context that the whole is trying to communicate, I think it's best done to read it almost like the authors intended. It was a story. And, and I think especially in the book of Job, there's so much dialogue that if it were to get broken up, you're in the middle of Job's plea to God and right. you don't really remember right. where he was and what was already said. And so um, it's, I think it's a good practice just to sit down and, and say, okay, I'm going to read the whole conversation that Job and his friends and God are having and, and then see what, what I might need to go back mm-hmm. to later. 
So as you've talked to people or you've reflected on this personally, I'm trying to think of some of the helpful practices that I've heard people taking to do this, because sometimes it's just sitting down and reading, but there are actually some tools even. So for me, I'm going to give you a couple of them that I heard from people. So um, one of them is for me, I got a different type of Bible last year. It's called a reader's Bible. And so it's one of these that what they do is they take all of the verse numbers out of it. So all you have is like the chapter numbers, right? So it actually looks like a novel, you know, like a novel would look like this. And it was kind of incredible how just reading the Bible without the little numbers, I didn't realize how much I was kind of like stopping at the number inside my brain. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing it laid out in that. So I use a CSB reader's Bible to do those sprint readings. Or the other thing, which is kind of, this is a little maybe TMI on me. So I read a lot of, I read all my novels on my Kindle and I like get them, check them out from the public library on the Libby app, which might be the greatest app on my iPhone. Cause I've checked out. I don't care to know how many books from the public library. It's amazing. And they come to my Kindle. So my point is I read novels, like I read novels on my Kindle. So I put the Bible on my Kindle for the book of Job, Alana, and I read through it like I was reading a novel. Yeah, mentally, you're reading a novel. Yeah, exactly. And I actually was like, oh, wow, that was that worked. So yeah. I, my this is like one of my hints is trick yourself, like change the format. Read in a reader's Bible or read on your reader app. Change the format of the way you read. It kind of triggers you to read in a little different way. That, that was really helpful for me. So yeah. I was good. anything well, you've heard or used. Yeah. And I even like the, without the verse numbers, just because then it, it helps you not stop. Like, oh my gosh, I've read this much already. Like it just helps you keep going. So um, I've heard, so something that I, I surveyed some of my D group girls and others. I was like, Hey, how did you read it? Like I sat down and just read, but maybe what did other people do? So this is truly what other people did. This is great. um, So they got the Bible app on their phone and played the, like read like the audio version, like at one and a half speed or whatever their reading speed is. And they followed along in their Bible while someone was reading it to them. So it helps kind of engage two fifths of the senses or three fifths, I guess, if, you know, whatever. So um, I think that's a really great way because then it helps you say, like it's, you're having to listen to someone, but you're not losing interest because you're also following along. Um, I think too, some people just did audio. They didn't follow along. So they, you know, put their headphones in and maybe you have to do something. You can't just sit still for that amount of time. So for someone, if you need to be busy and you're just kind of picking up the laundry or just whatever, but you're just listening to it as you're going about your day, um, driving in the car, if you have a long trip ahead. So um, I think the listening aspect is really good that I might try to just to have someone else read it to me and just kind of hearing the the tone shifts and hearing okay as this is actually a conversation that's happening and sometimes when I read I'm not I'm not reading it how it is meant to be and so having someone else read it to to you is good so those were some of the some of the thoughts that the people had did 
So have you ever used, I have another app on my phone. So I've already gave you guys listening the Libby app or, you know, whatever you get to get your library books for free. It's amazing. Um, but the other one I actually have used a ton. I downloaded this app called Dwell, D-W-E-L-L. And um, it's a it's a Bible app, but it's only audio Bible but what's cool is they have multiple versions of the Bible and they have English people, you know, like from the United Kingdom, like British people. And I'm telling you what, the Bible sounds more, more holy to me totally. when a British person is reading it. It's basically like you're reading the King James version. That's what I feel like. And I love it. And yeah, so I listened to a good chunk of Job with this sweet British man reading me the Bible. And it was awesome. I, I really, yeah, like, it makes Job's suffering sound okay when it's read yeah. by a British man. Well, and he kind of, he's reading Bildad and Zophar, and he's just all snarky about it. And I thought that was delightful. And so that's a recommendation too, is the Dwell app, if the Bible app has it for free, just embedded right in it. It's really awesome. But if you want like a kind of premium upgraded audio Bible, an international well, reading. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really wonderful. I loved that. Another thing I use my phone for, um, I don't like reading the Bible on my phone, but I needed to keep, I'm like one of those people who needs to keep moving. So to keep moving, sometimes I'd set my phone alarm for 15 minutes because it felt easier to me to be like, I'll read for 15 minutes. Mm. Then I'll go, you know, do normal things like push ups. That's what I normally do to just normal things. Uh, yeah. That's uh, aver- on an average day. You're always but, doing, like, every time I walk past you yeah. in the office, you're just always. Yeah. Constant push ups or air squats, basically. Right. Um, that's, that's a joke, people yeah. on this. You cannot sometimes on podcasts read tone. I do not do push ups in my spare time. I eat food in my spare time, marshmallows. Yeah. I was like Cheetos. Great gravy. That's what I do. So, uh, but I set the timer. For 15 minutes, just said, oh, I'll read for 15 minutes. And then I stopped. Then, oh, I'll read for another 15 minutes. That was also really helpful because some people, the book of Job takes a couple hours to get through. And yeah. if you're not used to reading that long, it's easier to go, I can read a couple minute hours in 15 minute chunks. That was yeah. great for me. And I think too, one other thing is to even consider reading it in a different translation than what you normally read. So not translation as in a different language, you know, from dwell, but I just mean like, instead of normally, like I typically read from the ESV, but reading maybe a more like conversational and um, I don't know, something like the NLT or even the voice translation, those translations are a little bit easier there. It kind of reminds me of the novel point that you were making on your Kimball, just like you're reading it just to get the big picture. And so maybe you go back in smaller chunks later with a different, more literal translation, but just to get the big view of it, to think through maybe reading it in a different translation. So it feels like you're more engaged with the text because you're not anticipating what it's saying from other times that you've read it before. Um, I think too, even I sometimes will have a specific Bible that, I don't write in because it's my eyes will naturally go to what I've underlined or even just, it'll skip over what I've like, it just won't, it doesn't register the same way. And so even just having a different actual copy of the Bible helps me see things that I haven't seen before because it's not underlined in this Bible. And so some things will jump out a little bit more easily. Now let's zoom out. So that's hints on how to do the reading. But briefly, you read Job, I read Job here, and 
what were some of the lessons that as we did this sprint reading where we're looking less like analyzing the trees and more looking at the forest, what were some of those things that as you read it, Alana, you thought that's an observation that's really helpful for me? Yeah. So I think one, I mean, just out of the gate, I think one of the, one of the first things that was so compelling for me to remember is how much that I don't know is going on behind the divine curtain. Like the fact that Job has no idea about chapter one, where Satan is prowling around like we know he is, but actually seeing him do it. And Job is not privy to this conversation that God is having with Satan just, I think, really reminded me how how not I, like, how, how I just don't know everything that there is that's going on and how asking why when things happen is actually not the right question. I, I think, like, from a big overarching view, I realized just, like, as I was reading through Job, it's like, yeah, every time that Job is asking why or or being, like, even enticed to ask why because of his friends, it, it just, it wasn't the right question because of what we as readers knew was going on. And, and it's almost like I felt myself, like, cheering for, like, Job, no, 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 like, it's not you, like, it really isn't about you, like, I, like God is actually for you and sees like the the good, righteous, blameless man that you are, you know? And so I, I found myself cheering for Job when he was prone to doubt and question, God, what what is this for? And so um, I think just at the onset, that was something that I was really challenged by. But I think the other thing too is just like the the weight of Satan's question, like that he asks God of like, does Job fear God? Like, does what, like, for what reason does Job fear you? Like, is it not because of just all the good things? Like, isn't he just after your hands? Like, surely he doesn't love your heart. And so just like the weight of that for me really made me think through, I mean, in my life, do I follow Jesus because of what he gives me or do I follow Jesus because of just who he is? And and I think even we see some of that played out with some of the advice that his friends give of just hammering Job of what did you do wrong? Why, like, where did you sin? Didn't your kids, like, what, what went wrong? What did you mess up that made God do this to you? And it's, it's just hammering in this theology that when good things happen, you're doing okay. And when bad things happen, mm, you messed right, up. And, right. and we just see so clearly from Job's story that, Suffering doesn't always have to be attributed in that way. Suffering could actually be something that is happening to people that are doing the right thing and and are blameless and walking with God. And and we just don't, we we shouldn't assume what God is doing both in our lives in suffering, but especially I think in the lives of others. So I've thought a lot. I wonder if you thought some about his friends too, because- (laughs) You just notice, I mean, a huge chunk of Job when you see the, you know, the whole forest is you realize a lot of Job is speeches. So you have Mm -hmm. the situation at the beginning and the restored situation at the end. And then in the middle is all these speeches from Job's friends, you know, and then from Elihu, who kind of like is the one friend who seems to get it better than the other friends. And then God speaks and listening to his friends, 
I found myself thinking a lot of times, you guys are just trash friends. Just be quiet and let the dude suffer. But I thought about myself as a friend often. I am prone to give simple answers to complicated problems. Yeah. And I'm prone to like, what I learned from this, I think I need to listen more and have more compassion Yeah. rather than just dispense information. Oh, you're hurting. Let me solve your problem. Sometimes be quiet and hug the person Mm -hmm. is the better prescription. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I'm saying, like when I said, like it, it taught me how to view my suffering, but also just how I need to meet people and their suffering. Job's friends were pretty much trash, but they started to be trash after chapter three, because at the end of two, I I remember I wrote this down. So I think it's like the last verse in chapter two, Job, uh, Job's friends go to visit him. They drop everything to go be with Job, which is brownie points for them. That is what you should do when you have a friend suffering, drop whatever it is and go be with them. And it specifically said that they didn't say anything to him because they saw that his suffering was great. They just went to be with him. They sat with him and they didn't speak for a week. That was the week that they were great friends. Because I think like what you're saying, we just need to presume less about the suffering in people's life because we're not God, because we're not privy to what is might might happen behind the divine curtain that we see was happening in Job's story. And instead just say, man, I see that this is so, this is so grave and dark and hard for you. And I just want you to know I'm here. And I think had this story ended with Job's friends in chapter two, we would have a lot of different um, applicational points. But what instead we see is that Job's friends begin to think through, okay, Job, now that we've grieved, let's uh, course correct and figure out what went wrong and how you need to get right with God. And it just kind of, it begins to start getting hazy and going downhill quite rapidly. So, Well, there's so much more we could reflect on out of Job, but I think this is just a snapshot of when you step back and just read it through and think through who are the characters in the plot and how's it go? You might not quote every verse correctly, but you can follow along because the books of the Bible are written, tons of them, in this narrative sort of way. Now, with that, though, we're coming up on the next spring reading of Leviticus. Do you not offers, read Leviticus like a dialogue? No, <laughs> no. So I, I do think this is my one kind of hint for Leviticus. What I'm... I, I, I'm curious on what you're planning to do, but I'm going to hint at to people who will be sprint reading through Leviticus is watch the video from the Bible project about Leviticus first. Yeah. Because it will help you with Leviticus. You need to have like the table of contents for that book in your hand to know what am I reading about? Because Leviticus is like diving into the inner workings of an ancient world that you know almost nothing about their codes, rituals, or laws. And so you just need a little bit of background. So that Bible project, the six minutes you'll spend to watch the video on Leviticus will save you a good bit of confusion as you read through the book. So that's my one hint for Leviticus. Any any thoughts on, are you just going to sit down and just read the whole thing of Leviticus again? Just sit down on the couch like a champion and 
plow through like, it. Yeah. So I I love the Bible project. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I think that it's it's just so those are so helpful and so worth your while, even if you read first and then watch it later, like whatever order you choose, I think there's such good helps to just get that help, that 30,000 foot view of the, of the book for Leviticus. You definitely, yeah, you 10 out of 10 cannot read it. Like you read Joe. Um, I think, I think oftentimes it's books like Leviticus that are, that make us question like, is, is all of scripture really useful? Like why, how is this helpful for me? And, and again, I think in the same way that Job asking God, you know, why is this happening? It's the wrong question. I think asking, you know, what do I get out of Leviticus? Like is actually the wrong question because I think what we see in Leviticus is actually how exhausting and impossible it is to be right with God. And so when you go in with that, I I personally am so much more grateful for the work of Jesus permanently on my behalf, because I just can't imagine the even even though the sacrificial system was this gift of grace that God did allow for his people to be right with him, the thought of having to do that endlessly day after day after day, it it actually makes me realize the goodness of the gospel in the work and person of Christ, which has nothing to do with me and everything to do with who Jesus is. So so again, it's it's asking the right question of, okay, yeah, this doesn't necessarily have immediate application for me because we don't do Leviticus here and now, but it does make me realize how, how beautiful the work of Jesus is mm. in light of what they did have to do in, in that day and time. So well, that's a, that's a great ending point for the conversation. I, I really appreciate you, Alana. Love the chance to work with you and do ministry with you. And thanks for taking the time to join us on the Quip podcast and just to walk us through a way to approach reading the Bible. And I hope for all of you, don't give up. If the first one was hard, just keep going. And I promise yeah. over time, you're going to learn. Restart. <laughs> That's right. Keep going. Keep reading the Bible. God bless you guys as you do that. Thanks for joining us today.